Hello lads and lasses, hope you're feeling well and doing good. This is the second show of 2023. Um, let me know you're about in the comments when you arrive, because there's the lag that has carried on. Welcome to Cow Daily. Um, hi, really happy to be back and really happy to see you about. Um, before we get into it though, um, let me invite you to become a patron that's patreon.com forward slash cow daily patreon.com forward slash cow daily also make one-off contribution or work via the paypal link in the description thanks very much also if you are watching this anywhere other than youtube we're in the final stretch to try and get things monetized so youtube.com forward slash cow daily that's youtube.com forward slash cow daily if you could watch it there that would be really appreciated um also share the links and all that good stuff and please do comment rate and subscribe as it helps us go up the chart some people don't know that you can actually listen to the audio versions of this show on spotify and on apple podcasts so um and check them out there nice one before we do though I'd just like to play you something from the days of yore. It seems so long ago, but we'll show you anyway. This was from the Vote Leave campaign. And this was from, I believe, 2015. Probably is, because it obviously it was before the vote. Maybe it's into 2016, who knows. Um, the show today is called The NHS is Not Failing, The NHS is Being Failed. Shouts to Maureen Wood for what I think is an absolute banger of a title there. Nice, excellent work. So we'll play this um, video from Vote Leave while these are getting involved. And I'm really interested in what your thoughts are on said video. So here it is. Audio people, just a quick talk over. Our NHS is at breaking point. Every week, the UK pays £350 million to be part of the EU. That's £350 million that could build one new hospital every week. £350 million that could be spent supporting our doctors and nurses. 
Now is your chance to take back control and spend our money on our priorities like the NHS. Vote Leave on the 23rd of June. How's that working out for her? <laughs> Have you seen the plight of that, right? People, on the strength of this, and the denial started by Farage. I saw it with my own eyes. That It was like 7 o'clock in the morning, the day after the um, referendum. And he was like, I've never said that, like, it was 350 million going to the NHS. The very next day, in fact, I think I wrote about it at the time, like as it happened um, in 2016, I'll try and drag that up at some point. But um, the sheer neck of these people, eh, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> fantastic if you like being in a, a really um, horrible and terrifying situation, um, which is what we're in because the NHS is its not about to break. It's broken. It's done. We'll detail some of that today, but... Um, Obviously, we want to cover the sort of wider um, perspective of it, and we'll try our best to do that. I think there's a lot of narrative going around about like, oh, well, it's the Tories and it's just the Tories. And for the huge amount of the historical and evidence, historical evidence base, that's totally correct. But we shouldn't forget Labour and what their plans projected to be but also pfi and um the fact that the labor party started this move towards privatization we will detail in this show um and send links to other shows we've done which are deeper dives around labor's intentions but we'll give you a precy of that as well as the tory stuff today crazy times in it let's see who's about in the comments joanne's in all right chris nixon's in good morning um chris apologies um for getting your comment wrong about andrew tate on the thing i honestly i didn't realize you were being sarcastic limitation of the written words so apologies for calling me a tate cult member or whatever but yeah, yeah. sorry about that pal <laughs> i wouldn't like that either um right what else um yeah please share the stream um, they help we reach new people and all that good stuff. That would be absolutely top. And just a little reminder again, please watch this on youtube.com forward slash cow daily. If you're not, help us monetize the channel. Right. What's been going on with the NHS? So, anyway, Dr. Bob Gill, um, if you've watched some of the stuff that were produced around the NHS, you will have seen Bob before. Um, he's doing some sterling work warning people about what's happening with like within the NHS and also out with the NHS from the politics side of things and demonstrating the privatization agenda. So what Bob's saying is the NHS engineered collapse is causing one th thousands of preventable deaths. Um, I saw an article this week saying that uh, 500 people a week are dying who wouldn't otherwise have died because of things like ambulance delays and other delays within the NHS. We'll break down what politicians are saying is responsible and what the reality is later on the show. So anyway, Bob Gill goes on, a predicted result of government policies cutting beds and staff wage theft. It is not due to the pandemic, Putin, Ukraine war or an act of God. Blame our political and media elite serving corporate interests. So... That is evidentially the case. Um, unsurprisingly, politicians of all political stripes are on the lie, like in a lie. So anyway, this is from the Doctors Association UK. 
a quote, I've never seen things as stretched as they were on this New Year's Day. And that's a failure of what the last 12 years have been. Uh, DUK's DJ Nickel on Times Radio. My fear is that things will be worse in the next couple of weeks in the NHS. The reality is they're going to be worse. Um, I think that a lot of people have sleptwalked into this and they're easily manipulated in terms of answers, but in terms of um, potential pitfalls. And one of those being voting for Labour at the next election, thinking that this is going to um, suddenly magic all this away. Um, it won't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so anyway, further stuff. And we've got some more video for you after. Now then, mental health and well-being hubs for NHS and social care staff could be axed within months as national funding for them is likely to be cut. Um, HSJ News has learned so basically what this is saying is after the like um lockdowns um it we're not post covid covid's still very much a feature in public life it's just been hushed up taboo talk, not talked about right the the fact remains that uh, like nhs staff have been through one of the most traumatic possible times to go through we all know this that's why people were out like banging pots and pans and clapping and whatever well it's time to pay the piper what's happening is tra trauma is an all-time all high because of what people are seeing every day it's going to happen ptsd is instructive in its definition in terms of post so post trauma the problem is if you've been constantly traumatized and re-traumatized like NHS workers are every day and it just gets worse and worse. When when does the post come? Um, I mean, post of what as well? That trauma, that one, that one, and that one. This is not sustainable and people leave or horribly will end up taking their own lives. Like you can't have medical workers with across the board PTSD. People with PTSD need treatment. Uh, they need world-class treatment. And what a civilized country would do, not even as a thank you for all the efforts that should be baked in, is have world-class mental health support for a world-class service. And we'll see later on that before the Tories came in, in 2010, the NHS was a world-class service. So stick around and I'll, I'll demonstrate that for you. So anyway, what else? Listen to uh, former Prime Minister John Major and what he thinks about the current Tories. For running the Brexit campaign with care for the National Health Service is a rather odd one. I seem to remember, Why? well, Michael Gove wanted to privatise it. Boris wanted to charge people for using it. And Ian Duncan Smith wanted a social insurance system. The NHS is about as safe with them as a pet hamster would be with an hungry python. So I don't think that's very wise. Anybody who remembers um, his, him being in, in, in as prime minister will remember there was a Glastonbury during that time um, when Orbital headlined the main stage and there was pictures of John Major with like stop signs over his face. And not long after that, he resigned, actually. And um, People are now looking back at rose-tinted glasses, not just at the Labour Party, but also at the Tories. My view on this, if this snake is calling the other ones worse snakes, then we've got a real problem.
because I don't think even John Major would have went as hard in the paint on the NHS privatization as this mob. This mob are out of control. By this mob, I mean the establishment and this generation of them. I include the Labour Party and that and anybody who is, well, still part of it. Like, at the end of the day, right, we can't pussyfoot around this shit because we're going to lose the NHS, certainly in its current form. And we can't, I mean, we know about the Tories, the Tories be Torian. We'll illustrate more of that as we go on. Um, we've done plenty on the Labour Party, and when this goes out later, there'll be tags to those videos for people who haven't seen them and want to know what's go- going on with Labour. We cannot, cannot go on the- like this by pretending that a vote for the Labour Party and then slagging off everybody who's pointing out why that's a bad thing every day online is you being a political activist or you being like a good citizen or whatever it is you think you are hate me if you wish for this but there's no lies being spoken here we've detailed this already and we'll do more in this but at the same time we cannot go on like this and without truth there can't be reconciliation without truth we can't operate on the level that we need to operate on to fight and save the nhs because that's what this is this is a play by vested interests in the finance sector. Um, some of them funding um, the Tories, some of them funding Labour. We're, we're screwed either way with the two establishment parties. And this is just a fact. I get grief every day off Labour Party members. It's not me who's doing this. Like, I'm not the Tory by, like, trying to like, go, um, can we just save, save this and, and do something about it? Do you remember this? 451 pages of unredacted documents and information. All of it here. His government released this. We have since obtained this. Voters need to ask themselves some very serious questions. The NHS is on the table and will be up for sale. People who um, don't know what that is, like audio listeners or whatever, that was Jeremy Corbyn. Do you remember when he stood up with the, the redacted documents? Um, well, it would have been back around about the time that, that that video that I played at the start of the show was released. And he detailed that the NHS up for sale. He had documents that weren't redacted that proved it. Now, do you remember how the media dealt with that? The same media now who are talking about... Um, the Tories have broke this, the Tories have done that, and saying the things they should have said then. The entire media estate, well, the vast majority of it, is absolutely and utterly compromised. They're just there, basically, to uphold the establishment too. So that's a, another issue that we've got here in terms of like doing anything about this, which will ultimately safeguard the NHS. Now, if you've got any ideas get them in the comments and we'll include them later in the show it's not that i'm out of ideas there's plenty of ideas bubbling around but one of them really does need that man there and other leading lights of the left to actually form a political party get with the reality of this program and do something about it because i can't and we don't have the fucking profile right because as i've said many times we would have done it already what the fuck what is the point What is the point? 
in being in political life and just organizing another fucking march like that it makes no difference they don't care all it's going to do is get like a, a load more people arrested like what's the point I mean, just as an aside, I saw Extinction Rebellion have melted as well. And <laughs> now I'm not calling for wholesale direct action, but you know, if people want to choose to do that, then that's on you. And for the purposes of social media guidelines, that's on you. But what we need is a political vehicle to harness people around the reality of the situation and force the media and force these other parties to deal with reality. Now, yes, we are going to get absolutely rinsed. Like, we, we know that the establishment won't go down without a fight. They want a version of, like, EasyJet or Ryanair as a country. Like, that's what this is going towards. Like, a very basic um, sort of administration service. And then everything else, like a smorgasbord of things you can choose, which are ultimately going to cost more and more money. Um, it, I think it's a combination of the establishment being like too rich to care and, and also being too rich and not understanding that people can't afford it and also them being thick. Like it sounds like weird when I call them unintelligent. A huge amount of elected officials are fucking idiots and it's been proven time and again. But the problem is we have this like posho fetish in the UK it stems from the royal family and cuts through uh, politics and other areas as well. I mean, one good way of illustrating this was there was a survey done a few years ago, and it was about um, different accents that you would trust to fly a plane. And RP, received pronunciation, um, or posh dialect, is what people came out and said would be the number one. Now, why? Because the people who in reality, are taking stuff away from us as working-class people, tend to speak like that. They tend to be... It's ingrained in me growing up um, the age I am and being politicised by the miners' strike. I always felt that like anybody south of my mum's house was the enemy, and it took a while in life experience for, for me to realise that that's not always the case. But those things were ingrained in me, so I'm wondering why people who know that it tends to be you're eating people and people like that or people who, who speak a certain way are the ones taking stuff away, yet they're trusted the most. I'd suggest that a lot of that's to do with um, media, but also to do with cowardice and also to do with the ingrained class problem that Britain has, which is getting us killed. Like, stop believing, the, like... Steve Barkley, Wes Street in all of these establishment party type people, people who don't know it's the health secretary and the shadow health secretary. They're just liars, man. They're just full on liars. Like we've proved it many times. And it's mad the amount of grief we get in comment sections of people who don't even click the video. And even the people, some of the people who do, they're just not bothered. Like, oh, well, I'm just voting Labour anyway. Say it all the time. I mean, if you want to know more about what the Tory MPs specifically think, listen to Dominic Cummins, yeah. People think, by the way, and I think most people are right, the Tory party is run by people who basically don't care about people like me, right? That's what most people in the country have thought about the Tory party for decades, 
I know a lot of Tory MPs, and I'm sad to say the public is basically correct. Tory MPs <laughs> largely do not care about, 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 about um, these poorer people. They don't care about the NHS. And the public kind of has cottoned onto that. So there you go. There's, there's your man, um, Geek Jesus, there, talking about, well, Fash Geek Jesus, let's have it right. Um, talking about how the, the Tory MPs feel about us, about the NHS. They don't give a shit. I, I've, I can't, like, obviously evidence this, but I've been told anecdotally, so take it on that basis, that um, there's people in the finance sector rubbing their hands at the amount of money they're going to make from the NHS carve-up. Rubbing their hands. And, and, and Wes Streeting, who, you know, people are, are saying, let's vote Labour. His solution is wild. Wild. It's to put it into the um, more, more things into private hands. So this from The Spectator. Um, this is from some previous stuff we've done on a different, an earlier show. Um, I'll link to it at the end of this video. Uh, what it says is, Wes Streeting, we need the private sector to help reform the NHS. God, man. Like, what the actual fuck? And why that's a problem, right, is that there's not enough people to work in the NHS as it is, right? The private sector take from the NHS already in terms of like surgeons and other people and they'll bring them in on like like kind of like it's like the second job. So Streeting, as the Shadow Health Secretary, either isn't across his brief, quite possible, he's a dumbass, or more <laughs> more likely, he knows and doesn't care. He's going to get enriched to bits, just like some of these other Muppets who you've seen Labour put in the Lords and other things because they do great work for the establishment. And you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, you know what I'm on about. Right, take a few comments before we move on to this next bit. Right, who we got? Bob Grady in the house. Our NHS is not safe. You're dead right again, Bob. Chris Nixon, hello, mate. Apologies again. <laughs> There's just zero accountability or risk as far as these people are concerned. Well, that's the problem, accountability, and it cuts across the entirety of society, um, not just within this particular topic, but across the board. There's no accountability for people. And the if you look at like what that's doing to the way people talk with each other, but also the young, the younger generation, and it kind of like strangely like cuts across um, some of the stuff we we're talking about yesterday about Andrew Tate and young people. The facilitated unkindness, we'll call it, um, from these bad actors is really messing people's heads. Like it's really messing people's heads up, and it's allowing them to accept this kind of shit because people are starting to feel like they're temporarily embarrassed millionaires, which is wild because you're not vast majority of people anyway and there's nothing wrong with that like like I, I know people who are millionaires and you know they're not they're not like ecstatically happy the things that like you should really be focusing on is happiness good mental health and health health like uh, how how you are obviously money's important and whatever but once you get over a certain level it doesn't make you any more happy I can't remember the exact figure, but it was something quite relatively low, like 50, 60 grand a year. 
anything above that and it's not making you like sort of demonstrably any happier but people will still be giving it the whole like i want the bugatti and that crazy so on youtube pod speaks all of this will only end one way the tories refer to the public as the farm when they go out and it's about it's out on the farm that tells you what they think of us i'd never heard that before pod that's wild that like Zoe Jarrett is in the house. As a non-working, relying on benefits, disabled person, it's absolutely terrifying. Zoe, I mean, you know yourself, this is why you, you were one of the reasons like we speak up about this. Do you know what I mean? We've, we, I can't not speak up about this, right? I can't be like somebody who gets better after so long, at least I think so, and just fucking pull up the drawbridge and forget about people. And I, I want everybody to feel the same. And I thought everybody did feel the same. But I think people are tired or whatever you want to call it. Well, people like Zoe don't get that choice. And it's up to us all to pull together as equals. Because that's what we are. And stand against this. Facts. Like, it's time to be brave now. It's, time, it's a time in history to be brave. So, like... Let's be brave about the Labour Party and what the reality of them is too. Let's be brave about a lot of things, but let's definitely, definitely be brave about this. We've got to be brave about this, man. Because Steve Barkley, the Health Secretary, is saying crap like this. Health Secretary blames flu and COVID for NHS crisis as pressure mounts on government to act. Um, Fucking hell. Right, two seconds. Right. So Dr. Deepdi Gurdasani um, says, for the mainstream media and experts widely blaming the NHS collapse on mainly flu and RSV, please do explain why this is happening now when flu and RSV positivity and hospitalization rates are all very similar to those seen in pre-pandemic seasons. Exactly. We're being blagged. That none of this, like, none of this is true that they're coming out with, but it's from both sides of the establishment. It's not just from the Tories, even though they are absolute rotters, rotters, the very worst. More evidence of why the Tories are the rotters. This is from the um, Institute for Fiscal Studies via the BBC. Uh, UK public spending on health, average annual rise in government spending above inflation. Um, for audio people, Various governments between 1949 and 1979 were pretty much the same, just below like an average. Conservative governments from 1979 to 1987 dropped below that average. Labour government from 1997 to 2010 greatly exceeded the average. But there's a point I'd like to make before we go on, because this looks brilliant for Labour. Um, look into the PFIs. Also, just look into the um, videos that I'm linking to you, like within this. Look into um, the stuff around the labor. We do a deeper dive about that in other videos. And for the purposes of this, we've got to move on. Beyond 2010 to 2019, Tory governments, like the Conlib Dem coalition and the Conservative government, hugely below era of austerity the lib dems are as to blame for this they signed this off as part of coalition they went along with austerity 
So I get really fucking offended when people start like going, well, we could maybe just vote for the Dems. Yeah, well done. So anyway, this is from 2011. And what it shows is this, that the UK was, this is like global rankings, right? This is for like the, the audio people, global rankings of healthcare systems. The UK in so many different metrics was number one, number one. It was number one in the world. And that was with less spending per capita than several other countries, including Germany, including um, Switzerland and others. We were on $3,405, Switzerland almost double that, right? So what that tells me is the NHS and compared to these other healthcare systems was doing great. And something changed around about that time. Cameron's government, the conservative Lib Dem coalition, and then subsequent like Tory stuff after that. Like the Tories have done the vast majority of this. But we can't judge Labour by how they were at all. And I mean, we've got I've got a video here and it's Dr. Rosina Allen Khan from Labour. Let us know what you think. What about reform of the NHS? What about reforming the system properly? I mean, that is, look, you can see it's not working. It isn't working. And, you know, we have a fantastic Shadow Health Secretary who, who, who talks about the need for that. And, 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 about and ultimately, we, we, we... It being a service and not a shrine. Do you agree with those, we, those words that we, we need to need, reform the way it works? We need to reform the NHS because it, it isn't working in its current form, is it? It isn't. Ultimately, right now, there is a very real chance that 500 people a week are going to die because they can't get access to the care that they need. People can't get GP appointments. People are having intimate examinations in cupboards. Staff are leaving in their droves. It's not working. I mean, what about... So, where's streeting? We need the private sector to help reform the NHS. Dr Khan there, a doctor. Well, she's leaving quite a bit out, isn't she? She's like, yeah, we need to reform the NHS. What does that mean? Well, what it means is you've completely and utterly sold out. And you've just praised West Streeting, the Shadow Health Secretary, within that. So you clearly know what he's going to do. And what he wants to do is do this whole private sector thing, which ultimately is just about what, what New Labour did, which is pouring money into the private sector, which started the process of care getting worse. It's going to get worse after the fact now, but they're, all they're going to do is say, well, sorry, this is the only way we can do this. Like the Tories, the Tories have done all this. I mean, look at that chart, look at that graph. And they would be right in that sense. But it's not the only thing they can actually do. There's many things they can do. One of the things that they won't do, because they're hamstrung by like playing to this fictional red wall of racists, which is not the North that I understand. And if we look at the video that we played from Vote Leave at the start, I guess there's going to be a hell of a lot less people who are going to be like um, the same as they were back then. But this is the dumbness of New Labour 2.0, man. They just haven't got a across what the North East is. Or maybe they have. I don't, I, I don't even want to know what they think. But because they're just absolute rotters, aren't they? But what I, what I do want to know is why people like Dr. Rosina Allen Khan are getting up there and going, yeah, the Shadow Health Secretary's got it all sorted. This stuff is out in the public domain, so you must know. It's not like you can sort of play the game of like um, 
oh yeah i just wasn't told i didn't know like it's here it is here and it's in the spectator and there's lots of other things that we could be looking at loads of things but please go to the other video if you want a deeper dive on that so what else is here BMA calls for the government to urgently provide the funding necessary to clear existing maintenance backlog across the NHS estate and prevent further growth and urgent remedial repairs as estate conditions affecting patient care. Ultimately, um, the hospitals and everything else are just falling apart. So it's not just um, medical complaints. It's the state of the hospitals that are going to, which is exacerbating existing health conditions. Uh here we go. Doctors criticize delusional Rishi Sunak for denying NHSs in crisis. His big idea is to have everybody study maths until they're 18 years old. He's de denying the NHS in crisis against all evidence. It's crazy, but that's the prime minister. Apparently, that's what he is. <laughs> I, I just don't understand what the hell is going on here. Uh, people are just evil, aren't they? Like, let's be real. Like, to allow this to happen, to deny this is happening, that's just evil. Let's stop being all like, all right, give us loads of money during lockdown. <laughs> just, I don't know. people are mad right now. Like, and I don't mean that in a, like a slang way. I mean, like, mental. People are losing it, man. Like the rebound impact from lockdowns and the psycho psychological problems people are having, they're just huge. And I don't think any of us, right, if we're honest, have escaped that. We haven't, have we? Like, how could we? We're human beings. We, we have like a fight or flight system. We're all the same in that, that regard, save for like psychos, sociopaths, you know? Which is what I think is going on because the top end of society tends to collect people who, I mean, who would want to stand for election? <laughs> like, probably dafties and wrongins. There's the only, like, the odd ones that slip the net, like uh, Laura Pidcock and Jeremy Corbyn and that. I mean, they, like, stand out, don't they? I mean, other people who we've co-signed in the past who wouldn't co-sign now, they've shown their arse, haven't they? Aye. Showing your ass, haven't you, pal? So anyway, let us look at some more stuff before we get on with our days in the horror that is this dystopia. But together, good people, we will get them. We'll get them. That's what we'll do. This is Matthew Taylor, head of the NHS Confederation. And this is mad. Those years of austerity have essentially broken the NHS. I don't think there's much doubt about that. We had half as much growth in uh, health spending as we, you know, health economists around the world, when they look at a country like Britain with an aging population, will say that we need growth of around 4% a year. And we had growth of around 2% a year for a decade. Uh, and that meant we went into the COVID crisis, 30, 40 billion pounds less spending than uh, other con uh, comparative uh, countries. We went in with 100,000 vacancies. We went in with very low capital spending. So we don't have the buildings, we don't have the equipment that we need. We're not as productive uh, as we could be. Are you there we go. Head of the NHS Confederation, Matthew Taylor, who is obviously to the left of Stalin and uh, raging lefty who doesn't know what he's talking about. 
an activist doctor, whatever they're going to call him these days. Seriously, man, like the absolute. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Like they're coming out and they're saying these things, and the political establishment, both parties, Lib Dems too, chuck whoever else you wanted, are still there doing things for their careers whilst people are dying. Like, what are you on about, man? Like, I had this out right recently, and it was with a politician, right? Directly. And what I said was, it was around sort of austerity and how people are like basically, like, you know, they can't feed themselves or they can't heat the house or both. And all I got was like, oh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing the third. I don't care. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? People can't heat their homes, they can't eat. And if they get ill, which is quite likely to during winter in Northern Europe, they're going to go into what was described to me by somebody who just got discharged from hospital today as a war zone. A war zone. Don't give us all this PR fucking bullshit, right? What are you doing now? You were elected. All of you were elected, right? To serve the nation, not your fucking self. We co-signed people who thought would do that and are not doing that at the golden time, which is now. I want my time back for that. I want you, more to the point, and others like you, to grow a set of fucking bollocks and actually recognize what's going on. Fuck the career left. Fuck you. Seriously, what are you for? Why are you here? Go away. Get out the way so we can go around and actually get shit done. Like, which benefits people, not you, not yourself. Stop pretending so many I'm directing this at that you're anything other than for yourself. The left, or whatever you want to call it, is not a fucking career. Protest movements are not a career. I mean, people should obviously be paid for their work as and when like it's possible to do so. But I swear to God, man, the people who have just been sucked in by job titles and all of that, we see you. That's not going to continue. Anyway, just to close the show, here's Dr. Um, Julia Patterson from Every Doctor. Um, and we'll get take some comments before we get off. Speaking to are enduring moral injury every day, going to work through this incredible pressure. Sorry to jump in. What do you mean moral injury? It's um, the sense that you're going to work, um, fulfilling your duty and doing your best for patients, but unable to deliver the care that they need. And a lot of the doctors within our network are reporting that they know patients are now dying because they're unable to deliver the care that is required for patients. Now, that stays with people. We had situations like this during COVID and healthcare staff became traumatised were unsufficiently, uh, sorry, insufficiently supported by the government, um, haven't been given enough mental health support, aren't being paid properly. And it, some of these solutions that the government could be making now are easy to implement. They are choosing not to do so. The doc- so there's Julia there. Strangely enough, um, 
I've uh, when I was ill, I actually did did a, a podcast with with Julia, and it's going to come out soon. Um, it'll be like a from the archives thing, obviously, because it was during that time. But um, yeah, I just want to include her in this, and I think she's just some really good work. And I spent about an hour talking to her, and really like her, and it's really nice to see like people actually doing things which benefit all. So anyway, just a little curio before we get off. In spite of all of this, Rishi Sunak, right, has pulled ahead in the best Prime Minister poll above Keir Starmer. <laughs> Sunak's 38%, Keir Starmer's 36%, and that's a jump of plus two for Sunak. Don't know, 26%. That's went up one. <laughs> uh, this is via Redfield Wilton, and it's plus, obviously plus minus since December the 11th, so these were taken 2nd and 3rd of Jan, so very recent. Mad, eh? Like, if that doesn't illustrate one of the problems that, that we have here, which is uh, the delusion that people are under or just the mass mental trauma that people are experiencing. I mean, you see it, man, when people are giving it this whole, like, um, macho shit about masks and other things. By the way, this is uh, before we take some comments. Please, if it's not just for you, because I understand some people don't want to, Buy FFP2 or above masks, FFP2, FFP3, and help protect the NHS. Like, I know this is almost nostalgic, and like, also, no, people don't want to fucking hear these type of things because um, it's part of that traumatic trigger to a really bad time, which was during the lockdowns and whatever. Please get a mask, FFP2, FFP3, and above. Protect yourself. You don't want to go into one of those war zone hospitals because you might never come out. And I don't mean to be all like up a height about it, but it's just true. Seriously, it's true. Like, we, we'll get up here every day and we're not telling you no lies, man. Get an FFP2 and FFP3 and look after yourself and the people around you. You don't want to go in those hospitals, man. And also, please support the NHS workers by not getting sick. One of the ways you can do that is by wearing masks. And it's not just for, like, it's obviously for cold and flu and other things as well. Remember somebody asked me, like, during an argument during lockdowns, like, oh, well, you didn't wear a mask before. And you're right, I didn't. I wasn't, like, aware of it. And But guess what, like, sharp focuses your mind. A global pandemic that I've never experienced in all of the years that I've been on this earth. That soon sharpened me mind. And it's sharp got his like researching things for myself. And I'm telling you, forget all these like anti-mask dafties. FFP2, FFP3 and above will offer you protection. Also, if you wear glasses as well, like if the steam up, it's not fitted properly. So just fit it properly around there and your glasses won't steam up. They're a revelation. Because I remember when this pandemic first started, pandemic's still going on. Um, it, like we were running around them daft cloth masks and all that. Much use of the chocolate fire guard, basically. FFP2, FFP3 and above. That's something we can all do today, not just to protect us and our loved ones, but the NHS workers, and we'll fucking figure this out together, I swear to God, because I'm not having this. I'm alive because of the NHS, twice. Without them, brown bread, deed. So I ain't, I'm not, I'm not walking away from this. Are you kidding? <coughs> Without these people who give the, like, working lives to keeping us safe and well Pfft, knee chance i'm not letting them down if you are one of the people who clapped 
on the doorstep and you're not speaking up for them now for better wages, certainly better conditions, and just the entire NHS being safeguarded. What did you do that for? Just to get out a bit, get some fresh air while you're in lockdown. Madness. Yeah. Let's save the NHS, eh? Like, really, though, it's not, nobody else is going to do it. It's going to be the people. It's going to be us. So anyway, who we got in the comments? Zoe Jarrett is saying, facts don't seem to matter. True bloody story. They're a bunch of liars, mate. But they're, they're, they're the people who are getting were killed. Um, Elizabeth Curtis Kearney is saying, when we know better, we should do better. Quite right, mate. And I think that is a really, really good place to leave this. When we know better, we should do better. And we should, all of us. And um, I understand completely this is all scary as hell. And it's... Yeah, it, it is scary as hell. But that's the problem. Um, when knackered, we've been through fear for the last few years, like full on. Some of us for a lot longer. Like austerity in the northeast of England didn't start in 2010. But we did have all of that, like disproportionately too, off the back of the 90s and the 80s. Like the 70s, as long as I can remember. So I get it. But we have to stand up and fight this. And that comes from like wearing your mask. That comes from speaking to people in our lives. And um, if you don't feel confident doing that, send them this. Have them take the piss out of me or whatever. But some of it might just get through. But don't just rely on that. Please speak to your loved ones one-to-one -one and let them know what's going on. Because if we don't, it could get us killed or get our loved ones killed. You don't want to be going into those war zone places, the, the hospitals. A war zone hospital, man. That's what the country's turned into. And if we hark back to the start of the show to hermetically seal this entire piece, look at the lies that came from Vote Leave back then. I better hope that that had gone missing that. So if you got onto this show later on, go back to the start and watch that Vote Leave video, man. Absolutely wild. But anyway, please do comment, rate, and subscribe. Um, thank you for uh, tuning in yesterday. We've cracked the top 40 on the podcast charts again. Much appreciated. Um, hopefully, if we push on today, we can go higher. And just the act of doing that as well as getting on trending on YouTube and all of that can help this message get to more people. It's not about me. It's about the work. It's not about milk the cow. It's about the work. It's about the things that we're trying to put together. And it's about like trying to build uh, new institutions so we as people can never, ever, ever let this happen again. So if you want to be part of our version of doing that, please go to patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Also, as you know, links in the description for one-off donations via PayPal. Thanks, mates. Um, thanks for tuning in. Really, really, really happy to be back. Um, I've really missed doing this and um, going back and forth with you guys in the comments every day. If you haven't managed to uh, get on the live stuff, you listen to this on the playback, please do. 12 o'clock midday, every day of the week, something will be out at 12 noon. So please get involved. All the best. See you tomorrow.